Actually, you know what? There's just a really good definition that I saw in Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. Maybe we can just start with that one second. All right. The definition I found on Urban Dictionary is, no, not mostly on TikTok. That girl is a girl or any gender. Not true. That gets up at 5 a.m., meditates, drinks smoothies, half showers every day, journaling, eating only healthy food, goes to the gym every day, and is successful in many ways. This stereotype is typically on TikTok and films morning or night routines, most likely rich, too. Submitted by Mrs. Pyramid Head 1 on the 19th of June, 2021. Nearly a year Um, ago, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's actually super serendipitous that, yeah, it's it's super cosmic. It's like exactly a year. It's also the summer solstice today. But I feel like that girl definitely is talking about the summer solstice today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah, she got the notification on her co-star app this morning when she woke up at 6 a.m. Yeah, um, and she did a sun salutation and then sat inside with, like, the AC blasting all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then she also was berating herself because she woke up at 6 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. Yeah. So she just journaled, like, slurs about herself. <laughs> oh, my God. Has anyone, so... has anyone ever seen, like, someone's journal like this in real life? I want to look into it. I I feel like I've had moments, like, manic moments, where I've done something like this for, like, a day. And I definitely have one of, like, some random notebook with, like, that passage, like, written in there, like, somewhere in my house. But I've definitely had that where I'm, like, today I'm going to start, like, my five-year plan vision board journal or whatever. But, um... (laughs) That's so the secret. Very the secret, yeah. I think that these girls are really into journaling like I think that's specifically because if we think about it guys well welcome to the episode um, <laughs> we'll explain what we're talking about in a moment but if we think about it they're all about productivity and bullet journaling is like literally the most stripped down form of journaling so it's like really time efficient and mentally efficient because you don't have to tax yourself with sentences uh anyways so Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode. Happy summer solstice to those who celebrate. Um, Today, we're talking about a trend, a lifestyle, a girl, primarily a girl known as that girl. This is an episode that's been heavily requested by each and every one of you for almost the entirety of this podcast, I would say, we get at least once a month, like mm-hmm. a DM, an email, a post on the Reddit, just asking for a That Girl episode. And uh, I don't know why we, we haven't done it yet, but now we're doing it. So yeah, I mean, um, we're always sending each other TikToks about it. And we're always I, thinking about it. But it just seems like it's not like hard to wrap our heads around. But it feels like there's been a lot of discourse about it. Yeah. Yeah yeah we're gonna blow everyone out of the green juice i i thought that (laughs) the discourse would kind of die down but it hasn't and i think pieces keep churning and churning out and then as counter aesthetics are supposedly formed against it it keeps okay anyways um let us start with maybe a brief definition of the that it it sounds so stupid saying like that girl (laughs) Truly, really something that is made 
to be written out in text on TikTok. Yeah, but I feel like it's still kind of awkward you know? to do that. It's it reminds me of the movie Her. Like everyone had to Ugh. talk about her, and then it's like, who are we talking about? <laughs> um. So, do you guys think I should? So we gave that definition already. Should I go through some of these points that I've outlined at the bottom? Or should we think of a more holistic definition? I mean, I think maybe a easy reference for people who are on TikTok would be Emily Mariko, I think was the first time this really started to enter into the popular consciousness is this Instagram influencer called Emily Mariko. And she made a very, very viral TikTok that launched a thousand ships, i.e. op-eds. But um, (laughs) she just made like a salmon rice recipe. And everyone was very upset because they felt like her lifestyle was so clean and aesthetic and almost aspirational in how optimized it is for productivity in the heads of other people it created like a lot of backlash because people felt like they could never live up to the standard that she was setting. But I will say she was simply making a bowl of salmon and rice. There's, it's not that deep, but we're going to, we're going to make it that deep. Yeah, um, I mean, what you think anyone can make a salmon and rice bowl, but the other creepy thing about her videos is that they were completely silent, which felt like such a <laughs> refuge from other TikToks. Because when you're scrolling on TikTok, it's like this constant playlist of these snappy sounds. But then you land on one of her videos and you're just like entranced by her life. But in the margins of these videos, you can see that she has all of this perfectly matching Tupperware. Her fridge is super clean. She has marble countertops. She has matching kitchenware and really nice items surrounding the salmon bowl. So it's like at the heart of it, it's just a salmon bowl. But, you know, you're getting a glimpse of this entire aesthetic universe she lives in. And it's just really, um, yeah, aspirational to many. Mm -hmm. And also um, something very specific is that anyone can have a clean house. Anyone can Mm -hmm. have matching dishware, but... That girl has the top-notch, trendiest possible dishware that you can think of. The stuff that you get on Instagram ads, you know, like stone kind of grayish. (laughs) Yeah, shallow bowls. Like, they do not eat cereal. Like, it's very frustrating. But um, recently, I've been forced, recently, I've been forced to eat cereal out of shallow bowls. It's so degrading. (laughs) It it is. It's It's super degrading. Really degrading. I feel like a little like I'm like eating out of a trough yeah me too (laughs) also another thing about Emily Marie not only does she have all these details on the literal periphery of the video frame but she actually was a YouTuber prior to taking off on TikTok and I think she made pretty similar lifestyle content there but she's also like a Columbia University graduate which is a very prestigious school in New York and has kind of built this successful life for herself in San Francisco, I believe, with her very successful doting boyfriend turned fiance. So there's this added element of like, oh, she's not just an influencer. She actually is so smart and obviously has more to her than the average girl you see on your for you page. Yeah, didn't she work at Amazon or like some adjacent tech company? I think that's why she moved to the Bay Area was to have like a high paying job in that field <laughs> i'm sure that's another thing i think i wanted to get into with the that girl aesthetic is 
Um, just with the recession, I mean, that girl has been circulating around the internet for like a year and a half or two now. But right now, there's sort of a revival of that discourse because I think with inflation, there are people reposting the TikToks of girls who embody the that girl aesthetic when they say a day in my life as a coder at Google, right? And they wake up and they have like their smoothie mm. and then they go, you know, and I think people are posting these on Twitter and I've seen a lot of discourse where people are like, I am a steel worker and like, I don't know, Idaho or something. And, you know, I worked a 12 hour shift today and it's like in response to some girl that's like, oh, I'm a project manager. And today I worked from the pool. That was one that I saw. It was like some girl that was like a project manager. And it definitely, yeah, I can see how that can feel really like um, unfair. unfair, Yeah. But, you know, one thing I do want to note about that girl is before we get into that is if you Google that girl aesthetic, there's so many op-eds in Cosmo, in all these different magazines criticizing the aesthetic. And a lot of the criticisms leveled against it pick apart how these videos make people feel like they need to be hyper-productive. And they say that it's capitalistic because this is just hyper-productivity, hyper-optimization of your life. But I do want to say, I don't know if this lifestyle is necessarily the most productive lifestyle, right? Because when I see these girls' daily routines, I'm like, this takes three hours, you know? So you're getting up early and you're doing like skincare routine and making this elaborate breakfast for yourself with a thousand different ingredients. And you're making a TikTok while doing it. And you're taking mm-hmm. a hot girl walk to work. Like if you're a truly productive person, I feel like you're just getting out of bed and showering and then going to work straight away, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. I think a lot of people are reposting videos like this that were like really extensive morning or shower routines where girls use a million products onto Twitter. And it was getting into, you know, cultural writer side of Twitter, people that are mentally ill, and they're just like, this could literally never be me. Like, people are just completely dumbfounded at how someone could live that way and how different it was from their own lives. But I will say that my life was very much that girl when I was unemployed. (laughs) And I had just so much time to be every part of my routine as extensive as possible just to kill time. I would argue that writing an article about this is more of an attempt at productivity mm-hmm. you're literally watching tiktok and then trying to make money for a publication so no I, I agree and these these girls remind me of those girls in high school that had 10 15 different color-coded pens for their notes and it was also you know there's like the meme of like these girls that write notes about like world war ii or whatever the holocaust <laughs> yeah and it's like in these pretty colors they dot all their eyes with a heart why um, were they all so dumb like those girls were all notoriously dumb yeah they didn't get good grades i think exactly because they were wasting all their time like switching pen colors for the different <laughs> section yeah it's not good <laughs> if you're actually trying to take notes you're just like oh my god my color scheme <laughs> i know yeah I remember trying to do that and like my hand would start cramping. I was kind Um, of like this in high school though. I was always really well known for having very pretty notes. And every time I made a presentation, it also slayed really hard. But I liked what you said, Sam, that this is the impression of productivity or just the aesthetic of effort without the real effort. And, you know, it's a good strategy if you do know what you're talking about. Teachers were just really impressed because they were like, how can I fail you when it looks like you spent hours on this really cute presentation that has like transitions and like 
transparent PNGs on it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it, that is why teachers make you do stuff like group projects and PowerPoints, right? Which are just a huge waste of time because you could just be writing a paper on this or like studying bullet points and stuff. But I do think they are somehow training you for a workforce where productivity is not necessarily the number one priority, but the illusion of productivity is exactly. the priority. Um, and I can't say, I, I've never had a corporate job before. I just have worked food service my whole life. And just from my, what I've observed from people that I know that are in corporate workplaces and stuff, and also from what I've observed, just being interested in maybe in the future getting a corporate job, but like, um, <laughs> I've noticed that it is like very much about appearances, right? And this kind of reminded me of a documentary I watched called American Factory on Netflix. It was actually super good for a Netflix documentary, but even for any documentary, it was really, really good. And basically it's about this factory in Ohio that closed during the recession in 2008 due to outsourcing and that sort of thing. And then now in 2020, 2021, whatever, 2022. Um, 2020, no, this <laughs> movie came out a while ago. Yeah, it was, it was, it's older, but China came back and tried to open a factory of their own in this old factory. And it shows kind of the cultural differences and the differences in work culture. They, they show scenes where like all the OSHA inspectors are going to the different parts of the American factory and delaying the work, right? And then the workers from China that they brought in being kind of annoyed at this delay. And then later, like the Americans go tour a factory in China and are like amazed that people are digging through broken glass with their bare hands and no one is saying anything. And it's just kind of like, I'm not trying to say American work culture isn't really grueling at times, but I do think we are a culture that really enjoys pageantry for some reason. And I think the illusion of productivity is almost privileged in our culture in on every front, more than more so than the actual like execution of productivity, which I like about America. So yeah, I think that emphasized the differences in work culture and just like how much of your literal body you're willing to give to your work. But I do think there's a strain of individualism in the American workplace where everyone has this temporarily embarrassed millionaire mindset where you could tell that the workers in this movie were like had an American dream mindset, but it seemed like the workers in China were just like very like attached to the reality of like what their job was and that they were just going to like do it for as long as possible. Yeah. Like they weren't seeking promotions. They were just like, this job feeds my family. No, it was crazy because they did. There was those scenes where they're doing like morning meetings in the Chinese factory. And it's more of like a drill line, like in the army where they do like weird, like they a line. do affirmations. It's very that yeah. <laughs> No. And then the workers are like, I see my son once a year for like two days, like, and he's five or something. And like, and all the American workers are there and they're like, because it, it's mostly like corporate guys from the back American factory that are going and they're kind of like, wow, I really admire, we're trying to get like you, dude, like, yeah, we're trying to level up and just kind of, it's like, it's, it's a like weird time. I would them high fives. I know, they are, yeah. Um, but anyways. Um, Wait, is it, wasn't that produced by Barack Obama? Yeah. It's a production company. Yeah, I wonder what he was trying to say Can with that. Can you explain that to me? Um, yeah, can you explain why he produced that, Sam? I feel like Sam is a really good explanation. Um, I think it's probably because of the whole like rivalry we have with China, right? Where China has become this economic powerhouse that's 
very adept at competing with the United States on the global stage and um, challenging United States hegemony in the world. And the United States feels like they have to retaliate by creating various different um, cultural, economic, militaristic responses to the Chinese challenge. Like, that's one of the reasons why people say that we uh, are funding the war in Ukraine, right? Because they say that if, if China sees that we're allowing Russia to invade the Ukraine, then um, they feel like they have free reign to invade Taiwan, right? And um, also another thing that to like dispel some of the myths that we have now about labor in our country is that like any existing politician um, from both parties will shill for like the traditional unions. Like they might not let you start a new union, but they will shill to hell for the traditional unions like United Auto Workers, right? Like any existing politician will always shill for the United Auto Workers and all of the old heritage unions that we have. Unfortunately, they might not let you start a new union. I love but... Union Sam. I love <laughs> Union Sam. I know, me too. I love unions too. I wish uh, we could make is... new ones, but you know. Um no. No, no, I was saying I love Union Sam. Like when you explain unions to me. Oh, like oh. you are Union Sam right now. Sam explaining. It's Sam explaining. I know Sam I feel splaining. like Sam explainer, yeah. We should have a Sam explaining sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really don't know enough about unions. Um yeah. we need to get that that those girls to unionize. <laughs> No, because they can't unionize though. Because I feel like they're so they're so individualistic that it's gonna be impossible for them to unionize. Yeah. Speaking of working, I feel like an important part of this archetype is that they're very zillennial, like the generation between Gen Z and millennial. And I think they're the generation that's like just now starting to get over their imposter syndrome in the workplace, and they're starting to enter the professional managerial class and wanting like a lifestyle shift or to differentiate themselves from like being a college student if that makes sense because i feel like so much of gen z is kind of like age regressive behavior but zillennials are really into like wearing blazers and the slick back bun yeah it's very it's very turning 25 core mm-hmm. um i think it's very like i'm gonna ask for a raise versus like <laughs> Triggered. I have rejection sensitivity, so I can't ask for a raise. Yeah, Triggered. it's like you're, oh, no, it's like you're no, not no. asking for um, accommodations anymore. You're demanding, I don't know, you're being an advocate for yourself. Mm, wow, uh, that's like a really good way of putting it. Yeah. I think it's also, I think like, it's also getting over the phase of being like, I think when you first get a job, you're kind of like, like oh this isn't gonna like this is just temporary like uh, there's no way I'm gonna work forever but I think leaning into the blazer this slicked back on it is like kind of reminiscent of 80s power dressing in a way when women were entering higher positions in the workforce it's like about taking up space and another thing I want to add is that a very central figure in this uh, aesthetic lifestyle is a Swedish influencer named Matilda Jurf, who's known for her beautiful bouncy hair. And she has this kind of oversized baggy style that involves a lot of blazers and kind of uh, oversized work trousers. So kind of relaxed takes on workwear. But central to her on 
online brand is that she actually has her own brand called Jurf Avenue. And a lot of her content is about being a 25-year-old CEO. And she'll kind of make that girl content from her from her office. So I actually don't think I feel like there's not that many like famous, famous influences in this scene. They kind of form like an aggregate image or am i just yeah. not do i just not follow them no i was gonna mention oh, yeah. that i feel like the the popularity of this content has to do with the fact that it can be largely made really anonymously and i feel like the audience for it is kind of like older people like zillennial vibes and older but also this content is really popular with like kids like, I don't know if you guys have seen those videos of really? kids doing, like, a fake get ready with me routine. And I think maybe their parents are okay with it because it's, like, you don't have to post yourself. Like, kids doing, like, spraying perfume and, like, giving you a tour of, like, all the products in their shower. And you can tell it's kids because they are, like, using, like, Spongebob toothpaste and stuff. But I think they really like the this style of video. It's really Northwest, soothing. Yeah. Oh, Northwest did do some shit like and this. And Penelope Disick also... Is that her name? Yeah, Clint's Penelope. Daughter. Kind of anonymous, like, lifestyle content, which they're, they do have, like, goal lifestyles, but... This relates back to a couple things I wanted to talk about, but in terms of how the anonymity of it and how there's, like, very little influencers that stand out to it, I think, I think this has to do with its connection to wellness culture, you know? And I could go off about this a little more later, but... I do think something is really disturbing about this idea of wellness that's seen on TikTok is because the routine is both unproductive, but somehow so universal, you know, it's like a cognitive boot camp. you know, I don't think it's optimization. I think it's almost like cloning, you know, it's like smooth out all of your flaws and correct them. So it's simplified data and like smooth out all of your imperfections so that you can become more digestible to the machine. This is, I think is really tied to so many different things that occur in the digital age or whatever. Also it's tied to like daily like journaling and stuff and like mental health. I do think it's not necessarily optimizing, but trying to like fit you into this like very specific box and definition, almost like a DSM-5 list, like right, check all the boxes. And I can explain away all of your problems and you can fix everything. And I find this really disturbing because I don't, I mean, I, I just have my own criticisms of how hyper-specific and unflexible the categories for mental illness are, because I think people do kind of sigh off themselves into fitting into specific diagnostic categories and making themselves more mentally ill in order to make it easier to talk about their problems, you know? Sorry, that's like a super weird tangent. Um, <laughs> but, um, I do to be in the DSM. <laughs> I know. So um, true. I mean, that's what that's what the whole. I'm sure many of our many many of you have seen the most recent season of Euphoria, and part of Cassie's oh, yeah. character arc was her waking up at 4 a.m. to do her uh, skincare and beauty routine before school so she could impress her crush Nate but it wasn't just makeup it, it really put an emphasis on kind of like the different contraptions that have become so popular like jade rollers and like things that depuff your face uh and it was it the effect was always that she was like being very to quote um call her daddy jargon like unwell 
Mm-hmm. Like she, it was she was yeah. acting very unwell. I think also, I mean, we talked about in the last episode the convergence of beauty and wellness under the moniker of self care and how these have kind of collapsed into each other. And I think that's one thing that's really critical to that girl. And I mean, there has been like a clean girl makeup kind of no makeup makeup thing that's been popular, but I do think the aesthetic overall is like a huge shift away from beauty and towards ritual for ritual's sake. This also reminds me that American Psycho has become really popular recently and he has this like very meticulous, unwell, like skincare, body care, workout routine that people have enjoyed likening to, you know, a TikTok style narration, which I think is really funny. Oh, also, yeah. There's a guy on TikTok who, like, has an American Psycho-esque routine. I mean, he's just, like, a guy who's very hygienic and, like, has a very clean apartment that's very minimalist. Um, but everyone's, like, conflicted on whether or not in men these kinds of behaviors are, like, a red flag or a green flag. <laughs> what do we think? I mean, well, this is a something I think maybe Zoomers don't understand super well. And as a zillennial, I feel like I have my foot in both worlds. But I think that people don't understand the necessity of that girl for millennials because especially Zoomers who haven't really entered the workplace and like the corporate world where it's kind of buggy and like work from home and how easy it is to fall into these like the trappings of Uber Eats and DoorDash and how easy Amazon packages can be delivered to you and how easy it is to just sort of adopt the super, super unhealthy lifestyle, right? And I think that there are a lot of very, very wealthy, successful millennials who have just piles and piles of just Amazon package trash and to-go trash and just kind of like not really having that aspect of adulthood necessarily together. And I think that girl is almost like a reaction to that sort of thing. Um, So like, I would prefer an American psycho house to some of the like more frightening corporate millennial houses that I've been to in the past, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. it, it does get really dirty. I, I, I feel like there's a, an in-between though, where like some of the people I know that are influencers or have a lot of disposable income, they, their lifestyle produces a lot of refuse, like sweet green bowls and Amazon packages and PR packages and, random shit that they got. I feel like it's very that girl to order a bunch of shit on Amazon because the a lot of these like minimalistic things they aren't really produced on quality. You just want like a conformist bare bones thing. And I feel like this is the kind of stuff that Amazon suggests to you anyway. It's very co- compartmentalizing and like creates new objects for purposes that you didn't know you needed. Like you said, I feel like the Amazon has so many products that create are created as like a solution to a problem that you didn't know you had which is also the core of like the that girl mentality which is like i already wake up early but what if i I, maybe i should waking up like two hours before the sun rises constantly causing finding a flaw maybe already works for you it this is hard to wrap your brain around unless you like routine schedule and like a clear work-life separation but yeah I think that does make sense because you want to optimize the time that you're not working as much as you can and you know that you have these certain things that you need to do like prepare food for yourself and like take care of yourself and I think instead of like making more free time for things that 
you want to do but don't necessarily need to do. This aesthetic is, or this lifestyle is grounded in like taking those things that you need to do and expanding them as much as possible. So fulfilling basic requirements of your life just take a really long time, but you can feel like you're accomplishing something through that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually have noticed just, I really liked whenever you said in the 2016 episode that beauty has this like element of guilt like this sort of like moral imperative now because it's so tied to wellness. And it does almost remind me a lot of like mental health discourse that feels also very tied to like moral, like moral reasoning. And I've said many times, like I think in the early episodes that I feel like the American, like the American Protestant work ethic has died not to be compassion. Like nobody wants to work anymore. Like that sort of thing. I'm not saying, you know, but I do think the Protestant work ethic is like slowly dying in America. And I think um, now that this is like facilitating it somewhat where now there used to be like with the Protestant work ethic, there's a moral motivation to be optimizing for productivity, you know, and now there's almost like a moral uh, implication into wellness and taking a break and um, self-care is like, which is so inherently tied to consumerism and, I think a lot of criticisms of that girl really missed the mark on that point because a lot of them were like kind of saying, oh, like this is capitalistic because it's making me feel like I need to work even harder and I'm already working so hard. And it's like, you're kind of missing the mark on like what kind of effect this is having, right? This is kind of like the leading of like a consumer material culture with like the immaterial digital world, which is like creating all these like psychotic effects that I can't say that I understand yet, but I think it's just Mm -hmm. something to ponder, you know? Yeah, I also think the liminal space for me is kind of intensified by the fact that so much that girl content is created through like fast paced montage videos that are often like images from Pinterest. So it does feel like we mentioned earlier, it's like this composite image of a person, but they're like literally faceless. But then also I was thinking just earlier when I was considering this trend, like why I feel like their skulls are like on display. Like they slick their hair back so hard that there's something like grotesque about it to me, if I'm being honest. I agree. Alexi, you've said this before. Um, You've written about this before, I think, in your thesis about the scene in one movie, I can't remember the name, where like the character is scrubbing himself, like exfoliating his skin <laughs> so hard because he's trying to get rid of his it? DNA. It was Gattaca, yeah. Gattaca, like he's trying to get rid of all of his DNA. And I feel like this is yes. like that cloning aspect, right? It's like yeah. so weird and creepy. Like This really proves your theory, Sam, of conformity because the two hairstyles that are associated with that girl are like relatively achievable by any type of person and the first is the slick back bun which is like no matter what hair type you have this is like a helmet that you can put on your head and the second is like a i've talked about this i think in another episode it was it might have been um christian girl autumn but like a bouncy blowout which to me is very equalizing because like no one's hair naturally looks like that so it takes an equal amount of effort from anyone like no matter what your starting point is so yeah, it's very like conformity based. Um, well, I was just trying to think about why this aesthetic reminds me so much of like dying. I think it is like because 
like yeah you want to scrub away everything you're trying to scrub away your dna and so it's like there's also that is echoed in the facelessness of the, the inspirational content and also in the the helmet that like literally it's just like exposing your fragile little skull to the world uh, under i don't know like a thin layer of hair grease that you use to slick back your your bun yeah I, I do think i can see why this look even though it's accessible to a lot of people does create insecurity because as you said biz like you can see your skull there's really no hiding with a slick back bun which is why i would literally mm -hmm. never do it like i would rather die than do Ever. that also just reminds me of like doing ballet um but yeah, yeah there's something about this look why that... is it so unflattering but there's really that like sense of having nowhere to hide for me like gives me a lot of anxiety and i think i see a lot of gen z girls kind of commenting on this and being like some girls like can fit the clean girl look but for me i feel like my makeup has to be like under low lighting to be perceived in a way that i feel like it makes me look flattering like but there are some girls that could do their makeup in like 4k with natural sunlight and they'll look perfect but I do think that this creates insecurities that have to do with, I don't know, image quality, which I think we talked about this in like the e-girl makeup episode, that there are certain styles of beauty that correspond with um, image resolution. And this is definitely a super high resolution aesthetic. Mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. We talked about that with the Snapchat snapocalypse with like how makeup styles in 2016 were more dramatic because the resolution didn't pick them up that well and now that can't exist i wonder also maybe alexi do you feel there's any influence from like korean skincare and beauty in this yeah definitely i think korean skincare this was like a kind of contentious thing whenever vogue started doing that beauty secret series which is very like that girl holy grail in itself as a cultural institution they had this way of titling videos where if it was like a korean pop star or something they would be like watch her 73 step asian beauty routine but you know other girls would be doing like routines that had the, the same amount of steps but they weren't like fetishizing it in that kind of way and just making it like a cultural other and i think for a while there was this thing of like a 200 step korean beauty skincare routine where everyone's like wow this is like the secret to why asians age so well and there's like this surplus of hydration and the glass skin that went really viral and I think that definitely has to do with it. But also the Korean beauty look, I feel like, has a gradient effect in so many ways. The blush is gradating into, like, the perfect glass skin and, like, the lipstick isn't defined by lip liner and the eyeshadow is also kind of, like, blurred. So I think that blurred look is definitely that girl thing. And it's like going away from the harsh edges of contour and the styles of yesteryear that are now like labeled as chuggy or outdated. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of trying to achieve low quality camera effects, like mm -hmm. just in high definition, which is crazy. It's like they are being bullies, like to recommend to the average woman that she should slick her hair back <laughs> on her head. And stop wearing concealer. Era is literally yeah. bullying. That is no, it is. The combination of the slicked back pea head 
with the oversized blazer come on it's horrible like, it's bullying <laughs> it's it's very it's almost it's like bullying. eggy a little bit it's like so you're trying to look like you have no mm-hmm. hair and like you're wearing a giant suit it's gonna be like david <laughs> byrne david Bernie. it's very talking heads yeah yeah Wait. it's super weird it that it is, is so like true well that that almost is also something to do with the anonymousness of it right where it's kind of trying to like erase your dna because it's like your head is so small on the body, like you can barely see it. And like, you might as well just be like a bobble, like a, a reverse bobble head or something. <laughs> They're like the anti-Funko Pops. They're like, you know what I mean? Did you guys ever play Toontown? It was like this weird game that Disney made, yeah. but all of the enemies were these like caricatures of businessmen that had very exaggerated proportions and were wearing like pinstripe suits. And I think that girl kind of has the same vibe. That girl does. I love just saying that girl. No, no, no. She dresses like Charlie Chaplin. Ah, yeah, yeah. That girl needs to incorporate a bowler hat on top of her head. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say that I'm starting to see more videos, which honestly seem tailor made for me because, like, I'm in a point in my life where I, I guess I have a corporate job, but I haven't really changed the way that I dress. Like, I still will slay in a little tennis skirt and button up. Um, but now I'm like, wait, maybe I should start taking this more seriously because I'm not, like, a cute intern. But I'm getting these videos of Zillennials being very condescending and chastising, like, younger Gen Z for wearing crop tops and loungewear pieces to the office, which I guess this is, like, more major because people are going back to work in person. But it's really weird to see such young people upholding, like, the standard for professionalism, which... I kind of thought would like die with our generation and also the whole thing of like Mark Zuckerberg wearing a hoodie to work. All of these tech workers, I oh. kind of thought like killed that vibe, but it does seem like these new expectations are uniquely female and like women are upholding this for other women. And mm-hmm. there's like this newfound wait, obsession wait. with classiness that's yes. really concerning. Yes, yes, yes. I was meaning to write this down that this to me feels like the very very long awaited version of like the silicon valley uniform but then since it's for women it has to be like fancier and more elaborate like it cannot be as simple as like mark zuckerberg's expensive t-shirt and jeans but it has the same mentality behind it though which is like Mm -hmm. simplicity ease of body ease of mind ease of wardrobe yeah i really like what you just said there alexi thank you the thing that gets me though is that it's so decorative on top of that like it's these very minimalist like aritzia Mm -hmm. style like capsule wardrobe pieces but then they expect you to own like 30 pieces of jewelry to like level it up you know and i'm like Mm -hmm. what that's not what i want like why can't i just wear cool clothes instead of like wearing 10 pounds of like fake wool jewelry from amazon on top of my basic outfit What's, let's have a detour and talk about, uh, we've talked about hair a bit, but I think an, a really big part of the hair archetype for the, that, that girl is the claw clip. That seems super <gasps> important. Oh, yeah. 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 That like, what is it? It all seems, it all has this vibe as, as though it's like these girls have the secret to fix your life, right? And that trend of like putting in the claw clip like upside down or whatever, and everyone's like, this is how you do it. And that gets like a million likes or whatever. That is so, it really just gives like snake oil salesmen, like straight up. It's so like, it's very weird. Cause they do have like a million products and it's like, I have the secret to like get everything in your life together. 
Like, I will say that the claw clip, as chewy as it is, and I hate that I use it all the time, it's, it's so crazy convenient that, like, it's addictive. Mm-hmm. It's such a vibe. I'll, like, <laughs> put it on my face, on my leg. Stuff yeah, like same, same. It's a fidget right spinner now. for um, <laughs> for girls with jobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really like for there PMC is a buy girlies. list for, for this kind of thing. It's like very commodity fetishism, but I think it's because of the style of TikTok video that's like things from Amazon that you like really need. God, where was I seeing this? It was someone talking about like the difference between, I guess, like marketplaces in China on the internet versus in the US. And we still get like all of these Chinese like advertising videos of stuff that's on like Alibaba or that leads you to like a third party marketplace from TikTok. But the strategy of selling things on TikTok is that we're no longer going to Google and like typing in things that we need and looking on Amazon through multiple products to make an informed decision. TikTok is creating desires for us that we didn't know that we had in the first place. And we're like, yeah, you're right. Like I do need this in my life. And I feel like the clock clip is a similar thing. Like I would always see these at the drugstore. Like I didn't like ever need to act on that. But then Mm -hmm. I just needed one. Oh God. No, this is, this is also, I think, related to like the anti-productivity, the hidden anti-productive underbelly of this aesthetic. Right. Cause I see, I think it's like also related to some like cleaning TikTok and stuff. And they're like how to clean, like the like air vet above your microwave and it's like I never like when I was supposed to clean that you know it's like I don't know like it's just very and I've seen a lot of adulting yeah and it's just kind of like I feel I I mean I don't know my mom never cleaned the air vent above the microwave I don't know like I'm it's just very like I think it really is like leisure is becoming so involved like or intertwined with like consumption to the point where Mm -hmm. like even like menial tasks you have to like add and things have been so streamlined right we're like you have an air fryer now, so you don't have to spend like 30 minutes, like perfectly cooking your chicken. You could just throw it in there and like, but what do you do now? Like, okay, go clean like the air vent above your microwave. You know, it's like very like, eat, no matter how much you optimize, have, like it's always going to throw something new at you and you should just live with certain things. Not being yeah, perfect, I, don't know. I agree with you. I feel like those cleaning videos are just people taking apart things in their house it's like of course you can clean it if you take it apart yeah you know really I mean? unscrew every part like, of it yeah because you literally unlock this like a secret layer that no one knows about yeah you unscrewed the whole thing <laughs> um uh, and also what else was i gonna say about that oh there's a there's um this book by the writer Margrief called against everything i think and you know i can't say i've read it but i can say i know someone who's read it and they told me that <laughs> There's a passage about like, no, actually I did read it. It's like, there's a passage about gym culture that's like about how um, our urge to go to the gym and work out on these machines is like a sublimation of our urge, some sort of urge to do like machine labor in the factory. Wow. And that reminds me of that, like literally unscrewing the microwave and like Mm -hmm. unscrewing all the appliances in your house, like searching for dust is very much that. No, I want to... I want to throw this out there though, because I don't know the answer to this. Maybe someone can help me make the connection in my head, but this has to be related somehow to like the fidget spinner wave and like the, because it is just like tweaker activities. You know what I mean? It's like if you see a tweaker like under a bridge, he's probably like taking apart a bike and like putting it back together. And like what is like, like you're, everyone's just literally like tweaking all the time. And like, it's because idle hands are the devil's playthings. No. I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore, which is actually funny. No. 
Sam, you just made an amazing connection. Like, what do tweakers do? They wake up before the sun rises. They write down their <laughs> crazy ass thoughts. They eat something that's really fucking nasty and they run around. <laughs> Literally, these girls are tweakers. They're tweaker angels. That's also, I think tweakers often have really greasy hair, which you could literally just slick it back into a Oh wait, a tweaker walk is a hot girl walk because tweakers oh. don't have phones because they're literally on drugs. <laughs> they're wow. homeless, dude. So oh, wait, guys, we forgot to tell you about hot girl walks. We forgot oh, hot to tell our audience yeah. about hot girl walks. Yeah. Someone explain. Basically, I think I don't. This happened. I guess it started during the pandemic. It's like a big trend because at the time everyone was getting less um, outside time, play time in the outdoors or whatever. Um, than they were normally used to. And so people started taking walks and then combine that with like a newfound literacy in the usage of your cell phone. And you people like discovered that you can count like the steps of your daily routine. And like everyone was like, I need to keep my steps up. Oh my God. And so like they started taking hot girl walks and this is such a trend on TikTok. Everyone's like, I made a playlist for your hot girl walk. I mean, it's really just taken wait, a chokehold. It's very like zillennials no. turning into their mothers wait. because everyone had to move home during COVID and then they were like, how do I sustain myself or entertain myself? And then you just start doing walks around your suburban neighborhood. But while you're mm-hmm. doing it, you are like making a bunch of TikToks. And I feel like it's a very classic TikTok style, like someone walking really fast, holding the phone at like a high angle. <laughs> yeah, no, they have like this weird burst I feel of like I'm being gaslit. I feel like I'm being gaslit. The whole thing about the hawker walk was that by definition you couldn't use your phone on it. That was like the definition of hawker walk. Oh like, no, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah, because they think about how hot you are for like like twenty thousand steps or something. Yeah, but crazy. they have to they have to bring it with yeah. them to count the steps. I think, but I think they're just not yeah. allowed to touch it. Yeah, this is such a rigid daily routine. They should count. Like, this is they should count them manually. <laughs> One, that is- two, three, four. That's a really good idea. Um, what was the like treadmill thing that every girl was doing? Like girls are just really into like walking. Oh, like, like three, five, like 50, six or something. That's 20, three, five, three. six. It's like 15, it's like 20, 30. 30. <laughs> 30, 15. <laughs> like two. I've clearly never done like, it. It's three two. numbers. Girls have never got to the gym. These girls have never got to the gym. No, I've never. Uh, I haven't set foot in the gym in years, dude. The but... city is my gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was like about girls passing out on treadmills and stuff. Like that was the aim for sure. Mm-hmm. Is like. Because it was supposed to be super, super hard. Okay, guys, yeah. wait, to explain quickly, this is a basically a viral. A workout routine that involved a very specific way of was it a stair climber Dude. or a treadmill? Do you guys remember? It was, it a, was treadmill. a treadmill, and the numbers are like the amount of time the yeah. incline and the pace and like the intensity or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the speed. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, girls around the nation were I walking wanted- in sync and thinking about their summer bodies or something. On that note, yeah, there were TikToks of like a whole gem of girls out of college doing it and like sweating so much but yeah that's i want to know what men think about these women because it definitely is one of those things where they're doing kind of all the motions of like traditional femininity so like exfoliating or something and like being hot having a hot body working out eating healthy taking care of yourself allegedly 
but are these hot girls? Discuss. I think oh, so. I yeah. have something to yeah. say about this. I feel like, as go, I go, mentioned, go. this is like the shift away from beauty and towards ritual. And I feel like the girls, I always see these girls on TikTok that are very like professional managerial class work from home. And they're frankly pretty mid, but they'll be wearing like a silk feather pajama set. They'll have their hair in rollers. They have eye patches under their eyes. They're like doing their hair with a Dyson Airwrap. And I feel like they're not really going anywhere. Like they're just sitting at home. And I think there's been this like glamorization of the process. And Sam mentioned this in Mass Bushwick that like the most fun part of like going out is just getting ready. So there's like, I feel like it's very that girl to have the face mask selfies, the hair and rollers, luxury bathrobes and other transitional garments and just like sit in that liminal state and kind of not really have like an end goal. Like, I don't really know any girls that are actually hot that are like this. Do you know what I mean? I know a few, but they're not, it's like they, if they were not so obsessively dedicated to their own wellness and beauty they probably would not be so hot but I do think their boyfriends are that boy you know or it's like they're so their boyfriends also go to the gym and they live in penthouses and like I don't know I do know girls and they're they usually do have a boyfriend that's like weird and like in tech and wears like an apple watch but like wears gym shorts to the office or something um yeah, I guess it's yeah, because it's like kind like, of stay-at-home I girlfriend activities. Oh, yeah. Definitely stay-at-home girlfriend, but I also, when I see these girls, I have to be honest, with the slick back hair, I'm like, babe, you're not getting laid tonight. Even though that's not true. I'm literally just being mean. Like, they're definitely getting laid what? tonight. But, like, I'm just No, but it's being like, what happens to the... I always see TikToks about this. What happens to the slick back bun when you get back to his place, you know? You are, like, in Jimmy Neutron oh, mode. Yeah, and you're wearing you're wearing gel too. Cause I I used to do the slip slip back bun when I my bangs are really long, and when they get a little too long and I don't have time for a haircut, I'll put it in a slip back bun. And yeah, when I take it out, it's like I have so much hair gel in, and I look like literally like I was struck by lightning whenever I take it off. I have these like weird spiked things <laughs> coming out, like horned, like a horned beast. But that's very um, interesting. <laughs> but this is another thing where it's like stay-at-home girlfriend I really want to talk about this too because I saw this TikTok and it inspired me and it's like so like this is like such a mom TikTok that I saw right but I was just kind of like this is like me being like kind of like a grandma like just talking about this but like it was kind of like this this guy that was like a pharmacist or nurse or something and he stitched this TikTok of some girl that was like it's like some Zoomer girl with like her iced coffee and she's like oh, like, I want to have a job, like, because I want money, but there's nothing in the world that I want to do. Like, what do I do? And he's just kind of, like, stitching it. He's like, I am hate to break it to you, but, like, you just have to do it. Like, you have to suck it up and do it. Like, it's not going to be glamorous, you know? And yeah, I feel like this is going to be... want to do, just, like, start mm-hmm. looking. No, yeah, and I feel like this is uh, going to be really hard for Gen Z whenever they start working, which some of them already do, but... It's like none of it's gonna look like the way it does on TikTok. And like I hate to break it to them and stuff. Um, and it is kind of like I feel like this is almost why I'm equally critical to the anti that girl movement, which is like feral girl summer and goblin mode or whatever. Cause I'm just kind of like, these are both just like y'all are both playing the same game. Like you have like neither of y'all have room to to criticize the other because this is the same game, right? It's like 
the feral girl side will say like that girl is perpetuating capitalism. But at the same time, like this is also like a consumer aesthetic that you're constructing so that people can like edit their identities down and like oversimplify their own personal experiences to like fit into this like specific box and they can feel okay about themselves. And it's like, I, you know, not to touch grass, like, of course, but please, you know, it's very, I, I, I worry about Gen Z because I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I hate, I hate saying that, but like I do, cause I'm kind of like, I hope that the aspirations that people have are a little bit more realistic than just like having a lifestyle, you know, it's, it should be something where it's like achieving specific personal goals and being a good person, you know, I don't know. There's a trend that's kind of adjacent to this. That's like someone showing that very like fast, quick, super cut edit of like, you can't live like this without also having to go through this. And then it's like a girl at her nine to five or like she's a pharmacist or a nurse or like working super late nights in law. Um, So I think it's good that we're starting to see some things that are like, you know, everyone who does this, at least most of them have to have a job and that we can't keep living on the fantasy of like sugar baby, stay at home daughter, stay at home girlfriend, future trophy wife, like, no one's gonna do it but you mm-hmm. in most cases <laughs> i also think that like a lot of these girls perhaps that indulge in this content and watch it don't realize that the majority of people that are probably making it are influencers who have like a way more flexible schedule and make a lot more money um than most people do so it's like even if they're waking up at 6 a.m for whatever reason they're not like going to the office per se like some of them are i guess but i would say the people that really succeed in this in this category like probably aren't but that's just a speculation from i don't know working with more influencers i also think there's like a weird instant gratification thing that people don't understand that it's at play here because busy were mentioning that one influencer that's like a 25 year old ceo you know what i mean and i'm kind of like why are you so (laughs) close to the mic (laughs) because i was really excited to tell you her name (laughs) that just broke my Um, my headphone oh no that's embarrassing sorry (laughs) wait i'll say it again you guys can bleep that out the influencer in question her name is matilda jerf uh, you were saying so. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but I was gonna say, yeah. I don't know. I just know this from working in food service for so long, um, like, like almost a decade now, which is really sad. But like, uh, I know so many older like food service workers that are like, I used to own a business, and now they're like 45 and like a waitress with you, you know. And it's kind of like. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not, I'm just saying like, you never know what life's going to throw at you. And you see these girls that are 25 and are like CEOs and it's like, you don't know what their lives are going to look like in 10 years. And like, as much as you want to like achieve everything now, like it's okay. Like it doesn't, you know, these girls are not set up for life. Like they have just as much risk and like skin in the game as you do, you know, like just cause it looks better doesn't mean it is better, you know? I don't know and as long as you're not clicking on their amazon marketplace like you're the one who's feeding their lifestyle it's not that they're working harder yeah. than you it's not they just have more more eyes on them mm-hmm. that's true bitches broke yeah, stop buying <laughs> stuff broke. from there the amazon marketplace thing i just i lose all respect for any influencer that has that 
But it's like the number one TikTok grift. It's so, like the fastest way to make money. Is it really? Do you actually make a lot of money off that? Yeah, you do. It's like an affiliate thing. You get like a cut out of anyone buying anything from your marketplace. Whoa. Damn, James Charles, does he do that? It was really, no, I don't think so, but it was really confusing me because like these influencers that I thought were like super fashionable or like had good taste, they would suddenly get like an Amazon marketplace and then would be like 10 things you need from Amazon. And it's like, wait, girl, like I thought you were thrifting. <laughs> like what's going on? Yeah. Um, no, they are. They're just, you know, they're just getting the bag. Um, yeah. You can't be like 10 things you need from the thrift store because you're getting it first. <laughs> I know. Points I want to talk about, I feel like this is a thing of discourse recently, is that people are, like, questioning if that girl is, like, cultural appropriation and being, like, the look of gold jewelry and, like, a slick back bun is, like, a very Latina, like, black type of thing, which I'm kind of confused about. Uh, I don't really know if that's true because it seems like things that are so vague to me that they can't be, like, claimed by any ethnicity. But also, yeah. I'm starting to see TikToks of, like, that girl but, like, ungentrified stuff like that and also like black girl luxury mm. is a big movement and aesthetic on tiktok which on one hand seems like a handful of influencers that are trying to move away from like fast fashion trends and aligning with like these quiet luxury like old money tastes um but i feel like there's a weird discourse around that too if it's like do we really need visibility in like the luxury space or is this just like brands taking advantage of like representation vibes i mean i just think that um sometimes it is a little bit like i don't know it, it just doesn't seem necessary to like um turn everything into like a representation thing right where it's like this aesthetic is so like it's literally like a, the singularity it's like the digital singularity it's meant to like optimize you to like upload your consciousness onto like the digital super universe or whatever it's like this is not I don't know. I wouldn't recommend this aesthetic to anybody. Um, but I also like, this is what I was kind of talking about with like Gen Z and kind of being concerned about the aspirational goals that they have. Right. Cause it's like true, like stability, true achievement does not come from living a lifestyle or achieving a lifestyle. That's like aesthetically pleasing. It comes from years of like rigorous, like introspection and, um, being okay with yourself and your own imperfections, right? Like, like a truly mature person is not going to feel the need to like optimize every aspect of their lives because they feel comfortable being kind of in the middle, like in the ambiguous space of like, yeah, like I, I, I take care of myself, which is important. I don't like the goblin mode thing where it's like, I don't shower. Like, it's just kind of like, no, you should shower. You'll feel better. But like, I'm also not saying like, normally. <laughs> it was just like wash your hair. Or like, I don't know. It's not, it, it, that's like true maturity and and focusing so much on like achieving this like lifestyle of like oh I'm gonna go get like a smoothie from Erewhon and like I'm not trying to make like an avocado toast like 2.0 argument or whatever I'm just saying like this isn't necessarily the pinnacle of achievement like this is very instant gratification like you shouldn't th these shouldn't be your goals your goals should be something more personal and not necessarily related to like any internet aesthetic whatsoever you know like you, you know should just thinking is I wonder if there's going to be some kind of like reveal video I feel like this has been a common form of influencer content where they're like when I was posting all of this aspirational stuff going on tons of vacations like getting PR packages like living everyone's dream life I was really depressed and I was having like a bad time in life I wonder if someone 
is gonna do that but with like a clean girl thing but i'm like is it even possible to pretend to be having yeah i'm like is this possible i have theories i feel like my theory is that one they're gonna be like mike's like back buns gave me bald spots (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah my my healthy diet gave me terrible ibs Mm -hmm. three what else I don't even know. I got I carpal like so tunnel many... from my bullet journaling. <laughs> from my bullet journal. And no, it's just... also like the Dyson hair wrap. Dyson hair wrap. Dyson air wrap. There's some sort of violent maiming that could occur from that, I feel. Yeah, it could. You can have some sort of weird electro- electrocution situation with that. Um, <laughs> which does not sound fun. Everyone be careful out there. <laughs> Stay safe while you're nice and wrapping your hair but yes agreed all right um... wait i also want to talk about aritzia which oh yeah i famously love her people have come up to me just like fans they always i don't know why i've been associated with this i own like three things from aritzia <laughs> but i think i've just talked about it twice and when fans will come up to me or talk to me they're like i know you love aritzia and i'm like is that really my brand like, Damn. <laughs> like okay i'll take it that like, has <laughs> never happened to me so that must be yeah definitely only you i don't know what that is like do y'all i don't know I, I guess that's my brand but <laughs> i don't know if i have a brand everyone's just like oh you're the one with like the deep voice guys that makes me dysphoric so stop saying it. <laughs> um but i feel like aritzia played a huge role in this space by pushing these quote-unquote elevated basics and the fantasy of a capsule wardrobe which is very appealing to the like newly minted like working zillennial who can't really figure out how to like elevate their thought wear clothes from college into like a career girl wardrobe. Um, and around 2020, Aritzia retail employees who they call stylists and like force this very like social relationship with by making you try stuff on in a communal mirror, they were kind of <laughs> mobilized to post this organic seeming user generated content on TikTok that was like about their favorite Aritzia pieces and styling them. And it's kind of weird because they borrow the language of slow fashion and minimalism and mindfulness to essentially convince people to buy more stuff and there's like this obsession with timelessness and classiness that I'm seeing among this generation but it's also like just because you call something timeless doesn't mean it actually is like to me the Aritzia look of like those leather pants and like a sculpted crop top like it's there's like nothing more timeful you know this is of that distinct yeah just because it's like very simple doesn't mean that like it's not easily (laughs) recognizable and all their stuff is in that like brown color or black or white or like you just see so many girls wearing this exact same outfit whenever you take a basic and you try to make it cool for the current time it's going to be dated Mm -hmm. because that's it's like the point that you're that's the whole point of what you're doing like you're trying mm-hmm. to make it contemporary and by definition something contemporary will like date oh yeah, yeah absolutely i mean i think it's also what's interesting it's also again with the whole or like aritzia and also just like this like backbone the exfoliation like aritzia is almost why i like it personally is because it's sculpt it's like a sculpting brand it like totally sculpts your body they have like a weird like patented like fabric or something that everything is, is double layered mm-hmm. yeah it's like so and so it really just like confines your body into this like unified look or whatever where it 
it creates illusions. It's like shapewear, but for outerwear, it's very like skims, dressy, whatever. Um, but it is just like a uniform and it is kind of like, there's so much of this that's low effort and there's so much of it that's high effort. It's like a weird balance, right? Where it's like so low effort to throw your hair back in a bun and put on like this like sculpting shirt, like white shirt and like black pants or whatever. And that's it. But somehow you need to feel like you put in so much effort into the way you look. So you have to like buy a million Amazon products and like spend 20 minutes, like making like a bowl of fruit or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it's a weird me, balance. The biggest, eff- the biggest effort for me would be having to stare at my skull shape when I look in the mirror. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I never want to see that. Um, I never want to see that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if they're there. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. let you go to bed. Um, I think I do some um, questions or what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um. So maybe we can do one about Dyson Airwrap versus Dior lip oil, but like something about them killing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is too tired to even come up Classic. with a question. <laughs> I, I just yeah, I know, I know, guys. Wait, I I guess I can tell the listeners why I'm so fatigued. Oh yeah, I know. Tell the story. It's in the middle of the night um wait and this is low-key so a teaser just, for our next a, episode tube sh- oh no what? what's happened hello this this no the strikers really? got her dude the strikers, <laughs> <laughs> they, they have her tied up i know they're like you broke the picket line this no okay where's my phone you should fall asleep on the spot. <laughs> she was tired from commandeering that police horse <laughs> home today. Oh, okay. Continue. <clears throat> um, okay, hey guys. Full hey disclosure, guys. the recording crashed and we had no idea if it saved, but it miraculously did, but we don't really know where it ended. So now it's like several hundred days later and we're, yeah. we're just recording the outro um yeah so if it, this part feels like it doesn't it sounds different it's because it is different mm-hmm. and i'm also on my phone because i'm indisposed it's pulled yeah. an emergency phone zoom call indeed i think it's very skillful yeah. for thank you <laughs> for saying that but i thought we could just wrap up now with you know what you guys really really love also i kind of think Wait, we did we first do the would you rather Instagram thing or was it John Greenacre? What? Because like we posted like a for Christian Girl Autumn. No, we did it first. It was like the like fall poll, like the autumn poll. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I found yeah. that. Yeah, that was. I kind of I kind of forgot that we did. That's kind of where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that was like a this or that type of thing where you had to. It's like would you rather okay. pumpkin or. <laughs> Pumpkin spice, yeah. Pumpkin early. Um. Okay. So, uh, would you guys rather be an Erewhon employee or a um the or an Aritzia shop girl? I think Erewhon, just because it would give me a lot more creative freedom. Also, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I've never been there, and it's just like a nice grocery store, right? 
but they had mm-hmm. that like weird smoothie that was blue that everyone was obsessed with and i think if given some creative liberty i would really make some kind of interesting drink okay um i would probably be an aritzia play because i like that <gasps> discount but those girls get really abused because i am really mean to them but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I should pay my dues, dude. So, yeah. yeah but I do want to go to Erewhon. I don't know. Um, Maritzia, you have to do so much emotional labor. Like, you literally have to tell yeah. these girls that, like, their clothes look good on them, which, like, they probably don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I re- I saw on TikTok, I- I've never worn anything from Maritzia, per se, I don't think. But I saw on TikTok that they literally have special fabric that's supposed to make you, like, like pull in your organs. Yeah, we talked about like that double in layered this fabric. Yeah, it's yeah. Like borderline. So this is what skinny. I mean that we are recording many days later because apparently we talked about that in the episode. But um, <laughs> no, it's all, it seems like a dream to me. Yeah, I would rather be an Airwan employee because I think I love refrigerated like rooms. Mm. Like I love um, walk-in refrigerators and stuff like that. Yes, and I feel like they'd have some of those, and also. But I do feel the clientele at Erewhon actually... No, because clothing's so emotional. Like, I feel yeah. like the clientele at Erewhon might generally be bitchier, but I feel like it's just not that much as much to be bitchy about. I think Erewhon um, has a lot more institutional power, and also, like, all Erewhon the food is, does? Yeah, all the food is, like, pre-made, so, like, who are you going to complain to? Like, you don't know who cooked it, you don't really know where it came from, it's just, like, a packaged salad. I would say really that Hailey Bieber, the Hailey Bieber smoothie looks really good. That she launched in conjunction with her skin skincare line Road, which is a really funny collaboration too. Do you guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah I've been seeing that smoothie everywhere. Let me explain. So basically, as part of the rollout for her skincare brand Road, she made this smoothie at Erewhon that had it's like strawberry cream smoothie or something Wait, with strawberry glaze, which is because her, her product is called. One of her products is called Glaze because it's supposed to make you look. Well, actually, going back to the 2016 like Snapocalypse episode, people the Glaze are... Donut Highlight is that your yes. Yeah. Well, she is basically she's appropriated the idea of looking like the Glaze Donut because that was so <laughs> part of 2016. Yeah, the the shift from Glaze Donut, which is like a very co- full coverage, like high effort thing, to glass skin, which was like. A similar effect but it just had to occur naturally it was very jarring yeah but mm. now it's back to calling that same look glazed yeah. donut and also kylie like... cosmetics new collection is very like k-beauty inspired and it's all stuff that's like like the gloss might actually be called a glaze and like these lip cheek products that are like these yeah. glazy little pink things mm-hmm. yeah and the days that passed since we recorded they um they sued her right that that article about her um that compared her to they said she's like the gen z jennifer aniston and that she's just like i don't know yeah she looks very clean apparently which she you know yeah it's like not really the first thing i would think of when looking at her though you know that's like not the first thing that would come to mind i actually i always thought that Hailey bieber was not like the most beautiful model I'd ever seen. And I still don't feel that way, but recently I've been thinking she just looks really good all the time and I like her clothes. Um like she oh, wore yeah. this one kind of like sack dress that was just like a tube on <laughs> the run on the runway on the red carpet with Justin Bieber. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. Um, is that Ralph Lauren dress? Maybe. It's kind of like a gray or white 
like satins, silk vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Justin Bieber was like in the Balenciaga like clown suit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was a sleigh. I really like that. Like she holds him down. <laughs> I know now that he's disabled, unfortunately. But there is you guys think counseling. that she? Do you think she came up with the skincare to distract from the fact that he, um, he allegedly abuses her? Yeah, the relationship, oh. I'm not very convinced by it. Did you see that clip of her talking about therapy? It was really bad. People are obsessed with the idea that he abuses her. Like, obsessed. Yeah. I think it's a, it's not abuse, but it definitely seems like a really mid-marriage. But they're, like, are the types that would do, like, Christian marriage counseling and, like, not give up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it just seems like they were on very different maturity levels when they got married. Mm-hmm. Um, because she seems like the, a, a girl who's always been very, um, like, the, the mom friend. It definitely is like the best thing that she could have done for her career because she literally has nothing going for her besides being like kind of pretty. I don't know. I'm like her number one. I don't even want to say hater. Like she's just very mediocre to me. I've always thought that too. But then I started thinking that actually her face is kind of weird. Um, and what? I feel like her facial harmony is kind of off and that made me start to like her. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's just like yeah. we were forced to look at her so much that we really have to like cope and be like, okay, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Mm. I'm practicing um, neutrality and moderation. I feel very neutral yeah. about. Um... She's no Addison Ray, though they have the same coloring, like blonde yeah. hair, brown eyes. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, all right, I have I another one. Question. Okay, go. Okay. Quite basic again, but would you rather get a chemical burn on your lips from Dior lip oil, or um, what's the type of accident you could have with a Dyson Airwrap? Electrocution. Just, like rip your hair out. Yeah, but I feel like that's so much. Uh, I feel like electrocution. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like electrocution is really fun. Um, I kind of burned myself with one the other day. I used it for the first time, like yesterday, I think. God damn, that's another um, thing that we already talked about in the episode is being electrocuted by a Dyson Airwrap. This is the second okay, time. So that's this really. Is, this is only to prove that we, when we're recording, we're really in the moment for you. We're really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Our brains are being regenerative. Like, but I did use a Dyson Airwrap for the first time, like in the time between that episode and, or that recording and this one. Oh my god, it was we like we don't um, look back and we don't look forward. We're yeah. squarely yeah. in the present. We've changed a lot since last week when we recorded. But like literally everything we've ever recorded, I like don't remember what I said. Like I don't remember any episode. It's a blank slate. Like I re-listen to them and forget immediately after I stop. I don't know. But, yeah. I agree. I, it's kind of like a not a performance, but it's very like, um, it's our personal think tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to come back to America to get a new retainer. I'm like really, I can't have live in England and get like British teeth. Oh my god! Yeah, do they even have orthodontists? <laughs> <Those are really laughs> like they do, but I'm scared. I'm like really scared to go to one. So I've seen a British person with braces. Like they, they, mm, they do, them. but then a lot of times. Well, the way the reason people don't have braces is because the NHS will only pay for it if you have like medical need, like as mm-hmm. they're so jacked up, jacked up, or there's oh. like, a couple other way- reasons they'll pay for it. But so that's why, and I think it's pretty expensive. Um, yeah, but it's expensive in the not, US too, right? Like, but I think it's just like it's not as like normalized here to yeah. have like yeah. super straight teeth. So then you're not like. Uh, there's not as much pressure to spend all that money, I guess. Yeah, in the US, yeah. it's kind Plus, of like your parents will 
be willing to spend more on that than like your college degree because it's like your smile is gonna get you far <laughs> and it's also, literally what it is i really don't want my bottom teeth to get crooked uh but you have uh, the straightest teeth yeah what? Oh, they're getting crooked but i was gonna say also i feel like um since people here aren't used to paying for healthcare, it's almost like we're used to paying your parents are yeah. used to having to pay for surgery and stuff in the u.s so they're just like i think there's like a less of a tolerance for like paying mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff here because you're just not used to paying for it i think it's kind of really charming when people have um like really straight top teeth and the bottom teeth are like insanely fucked up because you really wouldn't ever find out unless someone shows you your, their bottom teeth mm-hmm. they're gnashers yeah I have famously very crooked top teeth. <laughs> yeah, same. But I kind of like it. I like, actually, I have one tooth that's, like, insanely prominent. Wait, same. Um, I have, like, a snaggle tooth. It's so fucked up. Yeah. No, it's, like, my front. It's literally one of my front teeth is, like, extremely prominent. Um, I don't know what it is, but. Charmed by, like, straight teeth. Like, everyone, if you ever ask them, I feel like they always like people that have, like, more snaggly teeth. Like, actually. Mm. Oh, Yeah. I mean, like, I think it adds charm if it's if it's done in the right way, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it all depends. Um, okay, so what was I feel like I oh, chemical? I feel like hair. The smell of burning hair sucks because it smells like burning flesh. A chemical burn on my lips. I feel like I could do something interesting with that. I could yeah. make some like dazed beauty type of. <laughs> content that's very um, true and so but then i feel like i have i am um, my i think i have a nice lips so i feel like i would be i don't know if i'd want them to go down that way it would accentuate them though it would be like when you eat something really spicy like chloe cherry i was yeah. thinking chloe that. cherry for me <laughs> or like y- y'all know when it, you get it gets super cold and like you get that like red line around your lips. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's really pretty. I don't know. Yeah, or like Maybe a kind of like... weird like marbled texture of some sort. Yeah, I get oh, that wow. when I eat really salty food and it's the first thing I've eaten all day. It like forms like a line around my lips and the, the inside's like white. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, yeah. cool, though. I it, like that. It... Yeah, I think yeah. I would no, go yeah, with the really chemical cool. burn on the lips because like think... you know after people get like lip fillers like their lips are really weirdly swollen and have these like points of where you can tell the like mm-hmm. injector went in the like needle. little dots yeah and then they like put like lip gloss on it and it looks oh, like yeah. very like creepy i like that i like that mm, yeah it's kind of soft grunge mm-hmm. can you guys hear harry snoring mm-hmm. i like can't wait, wake him up quiet let me see maybe i can't tell since i'm on my phone i can't okay. All right, cool. Harry, wake up. Me, 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 me. Crazy honk shooting right now, dude. Honk shooting. As usually. Okay, do you, would you rather. Um, speaking of honk shooting. Wait, yeah. Speaking of honk shooting. Would you rather. Um, I was talking about mouth tape, because I know mouth tape is like kind of part of this somehow. Oh, mouth yeah. tape is where you tape your mouth shut because that's supposed to be better for your like face posture or something. I don't know what that means. It's just like but... if you mouth breathe your, um, yes. I don't know, airways, like your face gets really fucked up. You can literally tell like people are mouth breathers shape. as a kid. It makes you look like Ferb or Phineas. Phineas? Yeah. Phineas. Phineas. Um, yeah. They both have kind of, I think they're both mouth breathers. Okay, so what should I think about this? Would you rather 
Would you guys wear a mouth tape? That is not a would you. <laughs> Just a would you. I am no because I'm naturally a nose breather because I feel like I'm like mm. insecure about my crooked teeth, so I try to keep my mouth closed as often as possible. But also, have you seen those facial tapes? Like, there's a girl on TikTok who yeah, I've seen that. does like the snatchy facial tapes that she wears completely around her head, and it makes her look so different. It's crazy. Well, I thought it was almost maybe edited. Is it not? No, she's done like videos where she like takes it off. Like um, her whole face does really sink. Yeah, yeah, it's so sad. It's just crazy okay. how gravity is yeah. working against me, as John Mayer once. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, friend of the mic, John Mayer. Pod. Yeah, friend of the John Mayer. He's our fourth mic. Uh, yeah. he's he always in the room, but he's just too sh- he's too shy to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets shy around women. Um, Famously, yeah. Mm, yeah, I feel like mouth tape is too much for me. Like, that is one of those things where I think I would just, like, kind of draw the line in what I'm willing to do for health and wellness and beauty. It reminds me of those um, anti-homophobia campaigns where people would have yeah, a mouth tape that says no hate. hate. Yeah, no hate. Ugh, I agree. And also, just, like, I feel, like, I, what if you, you have a mouth and a nose for a reason. Just sometimes you can't breathe through your mouth, sometimes you can't breathe through your nose. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. So, what if you can't breathe through your nose because someone's trying to kill you, but... You have your mouth tape on. So, I don't know. Yeah, someone tries to smother you in the middle of the night. Not very safe. If someone's got your nose, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, (laughs) mm, why I oughta? That never worked out because my nose doesn't look like that. (laughs) I was never convinced. I feel like my nose really looks like this. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Because I feel like my face is pretty pink, and then my my hand, oh, the bottom so. of people's hands are always like kind of red. Mm-hmm. But Sam, what about you? Um, would you rather go infertile from Olaplex hair routine, or infertile? That happens. Yeah, is that That's a, like thing? a thing? Yeah, it's like no. a thing. Like Olaplex makes you infertile. Yeah, and since Roe v. Wade got overturned, I keep seeing memes like me buying so much Olaplex. No, I don't have a baby. Like. <laughs> Stop! I literally use like five of their products yeah, regularly. That's, I was gonna say, Chalita texted me today, and I, she was like, "I was like, what are you doing?" She was like, "Olaplex in." Like that's like girls are obsessed with Olaplex. No, yeah, you see shampoo, conditioner, too. the treatment, and the like hair oil like at least. Oh wow! Like, How do they know it makes week. you infertile? What if these bitches just are already infertile? And, Someone and like sued. They had really good jobs, and they did this. That's where they could afford Olaplex. <laughs> we should do an ad for the Olaplex. Um, class action lawsuit i feel like that'll be relevant <laughs> to our listeners um yeah we already did our electrocution i was gonna say electrocution <laughs> by your by your fitbit but um no, apple like, watches. Like your, your apple watch it comes to life and like makes you go insane or something oh yeah it like colonizes your brain like a weird like yeah or it, like your hand this is such like a trope in like old movies your hand like becomes autonomous like, from your body autonomous. Oh, yeah. like, slapping your use or something what was like that movie yeah. um fucking how how i learned to love the new no fucking doctor strangelove doctor strangelove yeah that happens in that i need to rewatch mm. it yeah i don't know because i okay so i never want to go infertile because i feel like it'd be bad not that fun i think i would rather <laughs> have i feel like i could make money off of my apple watch controlling my hand there's just a market for different things there. <laughs> it could be a ventriloquistic little yeah, ventriloquistic. thing where you go on stage with like, your hand and it's like, like a mime. It's very like mime-like. Like I feel like I could really reinvent myself. 
mm-hmm. and like tap into some sort of like 19th century or like Charlie Chaplin-esque character. Yeah, comedy. I think, yeah, that mm-hmm. must have been like really funny back in the day. Wait, Sam, I think it's The Shining that you're talking about. The little kid starts talking through his hand and he says it's Tony and he's like, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's also, it's also in Dr. Strangelove. Really? Fucking, yeah, yeah, it's like Rick was definitely like, onto something. I know, yeah. Autonomous hand, bring that back, guys. Um, That's gonna be my new bit at the at the function. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, my friend wants to talk to you <laughs> instead of <laughs> my hand. <laughs> like a different oh, God, voice. Mad horny. <laughs> it's like some grandpa shit. Really oh, I is. wish someone would do that. I feel like that's. I was trying to describe. We talk about this all the time. Another peek into our group chat is like the lack of hands in this world. <laughs> And for those who don't know, because ham is definitely a U.S. specific term, apparently, it's just the person who's willing to like bust down with jokes when the vibe at the function's not right, and kind mm-hmm. of like throw their back into being funny and making people have good conversation. Yeah, committing to but, the bit, but it's not in a way where you're like repeating jokes from online. Like you have to be mm-hmm. like improv. You have to be really humor. present. You, have to you be look. Really you have present. to have studied improv in a sense. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And you have to like be able to yes, kind of like read people's vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But my point there was like, that's a yeah, that could be, that's a way that's, to ham it up, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, like yeah. my little friend has a crush on you. Taking <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> someone around with this, these things are, when people do a hand pop, it's terrifying. Look at my hand. Yeah. <laughs> if you have long nails, I think it's slightly more creepy. Oh like, yeah, like, dude. <laughs> they talk on the podcast. I think. Wait, or, are you sure you're... with our hand puppets? Yeah, I think my hand um, is gonna start honk shooting when like people are being really boring in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Wait, what's that little hat that people wear whenever they're sleeping and they wear like a little like, <laughs> like, like a nightcap with a little pom pom yeah, on the end? Like Donald Duck. Yeah. yeah. That's we should make people with their nightcap drink was named after a literal nightcap. Is that yeah. what it is? Dude, is no, that what they were hiding under there? No, I think a nightcap is called a nightcap because it's a cap. It's like the cap of your night. We should start named after the hat. Yeah. No, yeah. What do you guys drink as your nightcap? (laughs) Irrelevant question. Mm -hmm. Last night I was old fashions. Yeah. Because I do actually feel like it's kind of a nightcap drink, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It does make you a little bit. Like, there's something very, like, the the color, it's like warm toned and, like, I don't know. Yeah. The smokiness a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really drink liquor very often. I drink so much beer, and that's like not good. And I'm gonna stop doing that. Oh, that's um, kind of iconic, though, Sam. I know. I drink like Lone Star beer only everywhere I go. <gasps> it's like so stupid. Yeah. I think like wife swap, but it's us like having a night out <laughs> and like <laughs> the ways in which we're. <laughs> I'm literally just like that. in the diviest, like most disgusting places. And, oh like, my god! I watched my like eighteen dollars for a cocktail. It has like one drop of liquor in it, but it has like a flower on top. And I'm like, mm. oh, I love that. I had a. Well, we'll save this for the next episode, but I'm gonna give my Aperol spritz review. Um, <gasps> I can't wait for the next episode. I know. Wait, it was a very elaborate process trying to obtain one. Well, that's gonna be so fun. I know. I was at this bar last night called Silk Stockings in East <gasps> London. And they had a drink called OnlyFans. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. This place sounds erotic as fuck. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really, it was, and they had one called Smack That. What wow. was in the OnlyFans? Mm, I don't know. I, someone I was with ordered it, but I don't know. I, I tried it, but I was a bit drunkies. Mm. Um, but I feel like the, that girl would not 
she might or i don't even know what would the, what would she drink like vodka soda because it's locale or something or tequila i feel like that no and i like tolita yesterday was like I was like, we were at a margarita place, and she was like, can I get a margarita with no sugar? And we we're all like, margaritas have sugar in them? But, like, I guess a margarita yeah, with no sugar is just tequila and lime juice. Yeah, and I guess it's like, a, if you get a frozen one. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, is a margarita with no sugar just tequila and lime juice? Yeah. No, margarita has, like, sour mix in it now. But sugar, um, sour mix in it. Well, that's just, like, margarita mix, but... I've always just made them with lime, like simple syrup and tequila and like what is a margarita mix? It's kind of a it's like lime juice, sugar. I feel it's really acidic, but like sweet. Yeah. It's like a slushy. It's like what they put in like snow cones and stuff. It's basically Um, just like syrup, like flavored syrup. Yeah. I mean the one that you buy at the store, but Yeah. um, I feel like it's not very that girl to go out in general because like that girl is like saving money. Yeah, not saving money, but just, like, having a peaceful night at home, like, doing self-care. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, mature. And, like, it's, like, those um, compilations on TikTok that are, like, POV, you're finally starting to understand it. And it's, like, screenshots <laughs> of texts that are, like, are you coming out with us tonight? And it's, like, no. <laughs> um, I no. feel like she goes to brunch a lot. That's probably, like, yeah. the, the market for brunch. Yeah, we um, are recording like, on a Sunday morning right now. Oh, yeah. Matters. You guys, and we all yeah, slept we all in late. and weird under our eyes. Yeah. Hey, all three of us slept in our makeup. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really rarely do it's that. It's uncharacteristic but... of me. Yeah. yeah what what happened? I do it sometimes because I usually only wear eye makeup, but then I still feel like it's bad for me to, it, like, gets all over my face, you know? Yeah, it does get really creepy. Mm. Wait, someone um, should say something about jade rollers. I feel mm. like bacteria really builds in jade yeah. rollers. I don't buy that it's not porous. That's like the biggest psyop and the rose quartz thing too. Like whenever I see people using face rollers in general, I'm just like, okay, so you don't understand skincare. You're just like doing shit for fun. Mm-hmm. I have a rose quartz roller that I bought from a, the place I worked at in Canal Street Market like back in the day. I would say it's more from, it's like, it's like a, it's so sensory though. It's mm-hmm. fun to use. Yeah, I, I like, like gua sha though because I like like using a lot of pressure and it feels like it actually is like draining something. But jade roller is just <laughs> so like hee hee like you might as well be putting a like empty paintbrush on your face. Yeah, I probably have to use a lot of pressure to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the gua sha uh, is awesome. I really like doing lymphatic massages a lot, yeah. and faces do change like for real. I mean, I don't know if it's like permanent, but they're definitely temporary. Like your face shape totally changes. And it's also, um, I think doing gua sha is very memento mori because you get very acquainted with your skull and like the actual like layers of face. content under your face. Like your face becomes yeah. something more than just like your face card. <laughs> it becomes so, like yeah. a, That is so true. I love, nice I feel topic. like I have a very like uniquely shaped forehead that kind of has like a weird like ridge or something. Yeah, from the be- three quarter profile, your forehead is like nicely shaped. Yeah, yeah really like forehead. It's, yeah, I think it's quite unique. I've had times of feeling really insecure about it when I was younger, but it is really fun to feel, like, the shape of your face, like, the actual yeah. bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm doing gua sha, like, really intensely, like, I can feel, like, there's, like, resistance of the muscles or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually so true. Yeah. I can also, feel, like, I... my lymph nodes draining. Like, I can literally feel them getting smaller and, like, mm-hmm. all of the... I don't know. It's gross, but... Uh. I yeah, I'm obsessed with therapy. cartilage. It just is so like liminal because it's like oh, yeah. not really <laughs> bones, but it like 
I don't know, like, touching the tip of my nose is just, like, literally what is in there. It's so fun. It's literally, like, bone- <laughs> it's, like, boneless bones. It's kind of, like, <laughs> it's, like no, no, no one knows what's inside of an erection. We're all, like, what is that? <laughs> I could talk about that for a really long time. I'm very mystified by what is going on down there. Yeah. But, yeah. Let also, me not invite I- anything <laughs> from that <laughs> line of thought. Yeah. DMs are closed. I went yeah. to physical therapy a couple years ago, and so I kind of, like, learned about some physical therapy things. And, like, my physical therapist taught me how to, like, feel your muscles for, like, when they get stuck together. Because, like, little strands of your muscle gets, like, stuck together. Like, when you feel, like, a knot in your muscle, that's what it is. It's, like, the fibers of the muscle are stuck together. What? Yes. You guys didn't know that? No. Ew. Oh. Wait. I'm, that's what it is. I'm, I have a cool. knot right now on my neck. I need to do something about this. Wait. Let me look it up. Um. Okay. So, it's the fascia of the muscle well don't listen to me guys i'm not a physical therapist my physical therapist was a really nice christian man and his names his kids names were like jeremiah and stuff <laughs> i love I it i love names like that oh it's called an adhesion have you guys ever heard of that it's mm-hmm. just like um the muscle and tissue getting stuck together the fascia and the muscle tissue it's called an adhesion Ooh. which makes like that's adhesion means like sticky oh you know what's also that girl Mm-hmm. Yoga with Adrian. Do you mm-hmm. yoga oh, with yeah. Adrian? My ex-boyfriend was like way too addicted to her. It made me feel weird. <laughs> Why are men so into this? It's true. I've never yeah. seen her before. Let me look her up. No, but men, yeah, because my boyfriend, I was trying to tell him that about yoga with Adrian, and he said that the like he went to the gym one time and all of the guys were like geeking out over her. Like they were like obsessed with her and just being like, I fucking love her. Like, I don't know. Do they want to bone her? I think men do, but she lives in Austin. No I have, way. like, a parasocial relationship with her and her dog, so, like, I feel like if I ever saw her in real life, I would really freak out. Yeah, I don't know. She, she's not particularly male gazy. Like, she just is so normal. No. Well, like, that's she's why. Just like, I think guys like that. Yeah, she's got... Guys, I don't know. I think it's just because you watch so many of her videos and her voice is so soothing, and she, like, really mm. cares about you, and she's, like, telling you to close your eyes and, like, believe in yourself, and I think men really just, like, imprint on her. Yeah. Um, My ex did show me this one yoga instructor on YouTube who I was just like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Like, I don't think she was... She was, like, in on her bed, like, basically wearing lingerie and would just do these very exaggerated, like, breaths that were so like sexual and like wasn't really like stretching very hard mm. my god like yoga? i think there are these like bedroom yoga girls that are like oh, yeah. kind of in that liminal space like there's the same thing with asmr where it's like there's a fine line between something that's really relaxing and something that's like overtly kind of horny mm-hmm. yeah i also one time i watched this like i think it was like a lingerie try on but it was literally like pornographic on youtube like it was like i think it like she like linked out to her only fans there's these weird crop like gray areas for every genre of- yeah, wait i need to send you guys this girl who does massages who makes these videos on tiktok where she's like i love massaging men and she's like this russian girl who's like always massaging guys in like a bikini but oh my god doing massages like all of her videos are about how much she loves black guys and she only <laughs> massages black guys but she's in new york and i kind of want her to give me a massage wow it looks like she's kind of good at it but um it's blitzes she was kind of like the first i kind of like that girlish asmr artist because i feel like a lot of asmr artists are more kind of from like the anime side of the internet or something yeah they really are but she she's just like an LA based ASM artist who um, 
has a really relaxing home full of like wooden objects and she would always do really nice like head massages on like phoebe bridgers oh my or, god yeah what I've never heard what of is this like, like, name? It, it's called it's blitz it's just so like, it like three z's and then blitz with z's yeah so good for her yeah i was listening to asmr last night and it was um a hostage situation where i think i'm gonna listen to asmr after this call because i don't have my laptop or any of my things that i own so i might just listen mm-hmm. to asmr on my phone yeah that's good mm-hmm. but... wait guys i have to wrap up soon yeah <laughs> i'm good okay um anything else ladies no, i think this is a good outro it was like so yeah. random and conversational <laughs> I, I had fun this is a good way to start the day for me. me too the one thing i remember saying in the first episode or the first part of this episode was like do guys want to fuck these girls like who knows yeah. which you did I mean, ask that well it was you said you said it super respectfully yeah i said we're it just raunchy now on our sunday morning um yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember anything we said. I think it's because there was that scare where we thought like the whole file got deleted. So in my brain, I also deleted my memory. It was del- what happened. Yeah. I just like did yeah. not get too attached to what I might have said. Well, I think if anyone in London wants to give me a that girl makeover, <laughs> I don't know that I want it, but we, could, I would do it with you together, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do like clean girl makeup though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I do that like really hard, like winged black eyeliner though. Yeah, I can't escape that. I'm sorry, I'm not willing to give that up. Yeah, you I guys love are black eyeliner. Oh, thank you. Too. Well, you are too, and I think our listeners are too. I know. Actually, I, I've seen some of you guys' faces. Same. There's like a fly I, in my room. I this is so not that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the opposite of that girl. There are like flies circling around me. Yeah. <laughs> We have the aura of a carcass at the yeah, moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to this, guys, to this episode, guys. Love you. And we have a really exciting episode planned for next time. And until then, um, set your alarm to 5 a.m. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Yeah, that's it. Maybe they that's can that's journal it. their thoughts on what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. How they feel about it. You have to listen to this episode at 5 a.m. While doing your meal prep for the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.